for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael speaks on changing the spiritual climate during the second week of Vision Month. was kind of funny. Is this on? There it is. That was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Woos today. Good to see everybody. Oh my goodness. How exciting is this? Everybody brushed your teeth? Yes. Washed all the things? Awesome. I kind of feel a little bit, um, kind of feel a little bit disconnected from everybody this morning because while you guys have been snowed in, I've been like everywhere. <laughs> I, I, I think I was gone every day. I, I thank God for four wheel drive. I just left every day and went everywhere. And then Wednesday morning, we flew out to Washington uh, and DC, not the state. That would probably be worse snow. I don't know. And uh, the snow did follow, though. It snowed on Friday, but not like here. It's strange when you're in Washington and you say it's worse in Tennessee. But um, it was great. We went to the um, March for Life. Uh, throw that Bat Cow. Those of you that participate in Bat Cow, this was the, uh, oh my goodness, what was this called? Celebrate Life Gala. This was the Celebrate Life Gala. Gala. Tomato. Tomato. This was the Celebrate Life Gala that we represented you guys at. It was wonderful. And um, I guess the next one, while we were there doing that, we participated in the March for Life. And... uh, that was awesome. That's the day it snowed. The entire March for Life, it was snowing pretty heavily. And I think it took us um, five hours, four hours total to walk a mile. Yeah, we had a little rally first, so I should say that. And, but after the rally, we did the walk. And so we were out in the snow. It was great. And uh, Jahan loved it. And uh, she, was, she loved it. Yeah, she loved it. And we were cutting people off, walking a little faster, you know. We're like, we're going to do this faster. We've got to be done with, with, with this amazing opportunity. <laughs> I, I don't feel like, you know, it's a speed, right? It's obedience, not sacrifice. So let's obey with as little sacrifice as possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we did that. And... Um, Go ahead. So yesterday was Jahan's birthday. What do you buy a 41-year-old woman for her birthday? A new bed. So we went and got a new bed. Oh, wait, that's the next one? And some pajamas. That's what you buy for your woman. A bed and pajamas and the next one and food. So that was her birthday. Bed, pajamas. And food, we had a wonderful time. I told her yesterday, today is my favorite day of the year. And she's like, I think 
probably your birthday is more. And I was like, I don't even want to have a birthday if you don't have a birthday, right? Doesn't every husband in this room feel that way? You don't, I mean, you don't even want to be here if your wife wasn't born. And so I just can't imagine that. And so why celebrate being born if Jahan's not born? I need Jahan to be born. And so that is my favorite day to celebrate. And uh, just because every opportunity um, to take a shot, before I do that, Jay, it's awesome to have you. I don't know your wife's name. What? Shannon. Shannon, Jay and Shannon, uh, they're the pastors of Midtown Church down on the other side of the world. West Knoxville, you know, you have to cross over from out here where we are. And uh, so awesome that they came to worship with us today. We've worshiped with them and they're doing amazing work out there. Six o'clock, isn't it? What is wrong with me? Uh, Four o'clock on Sunday evenings, four o'clock on Sunday evenings, um, go to uh, Midtown. They meet at, they still meet at North Star Church. North Star Church, they meet in North Star Church, four o'clock on Sundays. Um, Amazing, amazing culture, amazing opportunity, especially, I know there's a lot of young adults in this place, just a great place for you to hang out as well. Wonderful culture for that, wonderful connection, and spirit-led, and uh, we're just so excited about what they're doing and can't believe they're here. It's like Christmas, man. I, 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 I looked at, there's other people, there's other folks here from other churches as well today, which how stinking cool is that? And um, because it's the church, and then this is the one that's located in Powell, and yours is the one that's located in another place in the city. And yours is the one that's located in another place in the city. This is the church at Powell, you know. Uh, Sharp Road probably need to be more specific because there's another church right down here that is also the church. So, like, how cool would it be if we had staff meeting with all the pastors because we're all one church and, you know, we just come together and we get our plan and all that stuff. And so uh, become the ecclesia. So how cool is this another present I shuttled this morning. And uh, so I've got my work clothes on today, just in case I didn't make it. I didn't know, you know, the old saying, uh, snow uphill both ways. That's true for my house. Because there's a massive hill and you have to go up it and down it both ways. And so um, uphill both ways. Anyways, made some shuttles and brought the first group here at eight this morning and they i'm so thankful they came i think it was 57 degrees in here and uh you guys are amazing heaters i just want like when y'all got here like whoop just keep breathing we appreciate you keep breathing share the love and it, it helps it it works um and so brought them and like we you know, service obviously has been planned. We've got systems of communication. People confirm those systems of communication, but none of that matters when there's ice and snow and all those things. And so literally, we, as I was dropping the second load off, 
Jahan and uh, the girls, I was like, I hope, I, I don't know who's going to be here. Jahan had already told me, I don't know who's going to be here from like the worship team for sure. And so I'm like starting to see them come in and, and it's like Christmas. I'm like, oh my gosh, the Prims are here. That's going to be amazing. You know, and I brought a couple of them with me, so I knew they were going to be here. And then uh, I was, one I didn't see was Rudy yet. And I was like, oh, man, I really hope Rudy comes and plays the drums today. I just love it. You know, I want to make sure. And before I left the parking lot, I saw him getting his stuff out of his car. He probably didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, yes. (laughs) And he's like, dude, is fired up this morning. I was like, yes, Rudy's here. Andrew Randolph, I'm sorry, I can't believe it. but anyway, and so awesome, awesome opportunity. And so speaking of opportunities, I never want one to pass where we don't take a little shot at the spirit of religion that tries to really, I mean, just a pain in my tail, you know, like, so we, we just want to, you know, it's a prophetic word over the house that um, we're really going to do damage to the spirit of religion. So uh, I appreciate, just to say this, I appreciate your concern, those of you that were concerned about today, genuinely. I pre- I'm glad people are concerned because sometimes I'm not concerned enough. I'm glad my mom was concerned sometimes and prevented me from doing some things that I wasn't concerned about. So I appreciate concern, and I appreciate encouragement, okay? I appreciate encouragement, because I've got a varied plethora of concern and encouragement about today. And so I just want to remind you, back in COVID, um, there was a point, we closed for a few weeks, and uh, I'm just, like, vexed with the decision. Were you guys in COVID? Yeah, yeah. Like, do we or don't? Like, what do we do? Am I spiritual? Am I heathen? Like, how do we do this? You know, is the guy yelling at me right? Is the guy, you know, whatever. Anyways, and, and <clears throat> just, just something happened to me. Like, and if you'll remember, we did a prophetic act here, and I took off a doctor's coat. I'm not a doctor, so I can't try to make decisions as a doctor. (laughs) You know, I'm not a politician. I can't try to make political decisions. I don't remember all the coats I took off. I took them off so long ago. What? A lawyer. I can't worry about lawsuits. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the law. I don't know all those things. So I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not a traffic expert. And so I decided then, like, if I physically, in some expression, can make an opportunity for the people of God to come together and worship, that's my assignment. And so that's what, I mean, I live a half a mile from here. I could have walked here. And so there's no pressure to be here because this is not a box that we check. Okay? And uh, so some of the concerns were the pressure that people would feel to be here if we have it, and then if something happens, man, 
Look, if it's the most beautiful day that's ever been and something happens, something happens. I mean, you know, I can't, you know, there's just never, there's never going to be a perfect time for us to come together in the natural. There's always going to be something. But every moment is a perfect time. Any moment is a perfect time for us to come together. So we're just going to take those opportunities. But the one thing I wanted to address, like, if you, so this is just a conviction. In COVID, it was a conviction, personal conviction. I don't project my personal convictions on other people. So when your encouragement, Pastor, thanks for having church, leads to so-and-so doesn't, so-and-so scared, so-and-so da-da-da-da-da, we've just crossed over into judgment, and spirit of religion. And I just want to tell you, like, this is just a, this thought of this this morning brought me to another place, and we talked about this a little bit last Sunday night from Matthew chapter 7. They said, Lord, Lord, remember us? We did this stuff. They came face to face with Jesus and wanted to remind him what they did instead of thank him for what he did. That kind of really real quick divides the marrow from the bone, the intentions of the heart. When you want to remind Jesus what you did instead of thank him for what he did. And so all of this sometimes concern and sometimes Encouragement stems from pressure. The pressure that our convictions will make us superior to some other person. And we don't follow convictions on a horizontal level to try to make sure we excel or exceed someone else. And I would say that if you follow your conviction and then boast of your conviction while judging someone else for not having your conviction, you had a conviction based on the wrong intention. And it really wasn't a conviction at all. It was a covetous striving to manipulate God by your pretense. Well, that's a fun, light way to get started, isn't it? I just hate that stuff. I hate it in me. I hate it in you. I hate it in the body of Christ. Like, it take, this, you know, this, this is kind of a joke in the staff now. This set me free a few years ago. Like, it takes all kinds. Many things that we want to talk about, I just say it takes all kinds. It does take all kinds, right? And I don't want to uh, um, put my judgments on other people. People have a different set of circumstances that they are navigating to come to their conclusions than the uh, situations I'm navigating. And without a personal conviction, personal revelation specifically about this, this isn't the culmination of the Christian expression. This is not something we have to do. This does not make us superior. We are not the remnant because we came to church. Listen, you need a, you need, you, if you think you get a badge that says remnant because you pushed through a little bit of snow and came to a building, <laughs> I 
And if you think someone else is not, or they're going to be kicked out because they made a different decision because of the circumstances they had to face, you're ridiculous. So let's just kick the spirit of religion in the face and don't do that. How about we celebrate an opportunity to come together? I mean, I, I do this selfishly. Like, I don't want to stay home. I want to come here. I want to hang out. I, I love this, man. I love you guys. I, want, I just want an opportunity. And I love people at home. There's people that absolutely cannot leave their house right now. And how cool is technology that we can still interact today and we can still engage today. How awesome is this? We are, our lives are just full, like Jean just said, of amazing opportunities. The kingdom of God is full of amazing opportunities and we have no idea what today. This is the best day ever. Today is the best day ever. And if you don't believe that, it won't be. It won't be. Your day will not be determined by the circumstances that happen to you, but it will be determined by the faith that you have in the one that woke you up this morning, the one that is guiding your steps, okay? Anyway, so this is the best. This is going to be the best service we've ever had. And the people at home, at home, on your couch, thinking, I wish I could have made it. No, it's going to be the best service you ever had at home. It's going to be, it's going to be every, anytime you've ever been in a church. Come on, today. Today. Father, we are just asking you. We are believing that you're going to meet us, encounter us, engage us today. Like never before. You're going to speak to us. You're going to illuminate things to us. You're going to reveal things to us that we've never seen before today. Wherever we are, whatever our circumstances have allowed us to do, we are just excited that you're with us. I want to um, jump in. Um, Let's see. Back Celebrate life. Pastor Jay. Okay, yes. There's the things. Thank you, elders that came and cleared our parking lot. Before yesterday or Friday, you would not have been able to. We we just would not have been able to have driven vehicles here. We could have all walked here um, that wanted to, but we would not have been able to safely put one vehicle on this parking lot. It was just a a skating rink. So thank you, thank you, elders. I think Matt Hefner came and scraped it with his equipment that he has that we love. And uh, Jeremy came and spread salt all over. And uh, that's awesome. If it keeps doing this, we're going to have to get one of those spreaders that you put on your vehicle. And uh, we can drive around. I think he was using a fertilizer spreader, you know, that's a good time, that is a good time, awesome, okay, all the things, let's jump in quickly, today is supposed to be 
part two of Vision Month, which again, it's a little confusing. We're doing it in two Sundays, but it's still Vision Month, okay? And uh, it's just the way things worked out this year. And so we do this twice a year, and so we want to do that today. And last Sunday, Habakkuk says to write the vision in big block letters. Make it clear so it can be read on the run. It's important that we rally and know what we're doing. Know why we're here. Know why, why is there a church here? Why is there a church here? If we fail to realize that, we'll come through the motions, we'll come here and show up, we'll end up just sitting here and making our own determination of what we're church is, and it'll be a sum of all of our all different thoughts about what it is. And so we need to understand what we are partnering to accomplish in the earth. And so real quick, let's throw the vision up just to remind, we made it very simple. Not only did we put it in big block letters, um, but we put some motions with it. These are my stick figures. This was like early on in the church planning process and They've tried to make it better. They're like, and I'm like, come on, it's perfect the way that it is. I mean, aren't these stick figures perfect? I don't think they need any help. I mean, they're just perfect, you know? So, love God. It's like YMCA. Love people, live truth. Real simple. Love God, love people, live truth. That's what we're here to do. And so, we spent a little time last week going through that. Um, love God. We believe that our love for God is going to be directly proportionate to our re revelation of his love and passion for us. So we don't say, you need to love God more. We say, come experience the presence of God. Find out how much he loves you, and you'll love him more. We want to host his presence, we want to host encounters for people to experience him, encounter him. And so that's what we want the fragrance of our worship encounters to be, to come into a face-to-face -face meeting with the Father that just causes you to fall in love with him all over again. We want to love people, real simple. We want to love the world. We want to love our community. We want to love people through different avenues, and we want to impact our city. We think it's a kind of novel idea, though, that we love each other first. And so there's all kinds of things in our heart that we attempt to implement here to where there can be connection, kononia, fellowship, and you can grow in your relationships with one another, love each other. We have life groups, which are, you know, an awesome opportunity for you to come on a different time with a lot less people and really get to know some folks in this body. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to happen, you know, maybe even in this room. Somebody's going to hang around this body for a few months or whatever and then say, I just don't, I'm just not connected. And I'm going to say, which life group are you in? And they're going to say, I'm not. And I'm going to say, you mean showing up on a Sunday with 300 people in one room, listening to someone on a stage with very limited interaction, did it cause you to build the most amazing relationships you've ever had in your whole life? 
wow, boom, I'm, that's amazing. <clears throat> if you want to be connected, you got to get connected. I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. We try to make this as easy as possible. I mean, I feel like we're the QR code place. Okay? Look, man, there's, there's papers in your seats. There's links online. There's QR codes. Maybe the QR code is going to be the mark of the beast. I don't know. Uh, that's a joke. But... <laughs> I mean, we present them, we unashamedly push you towards them, we want you, we try to have them that reach every possible scope of your interest and your stage of life. We tried. But if you refuse, <laughs> you're not going to be connected. And so let's get connected. Let's love each other. And so today's going to have to be a little bit different because what we were doing today after our one service at 9 a.m., you talk about mixing things up. We were going to have one service at 9 a.m., now we have one service at 11 a.m. But we were going to have a party, a block party, down at the other campus, and we were going to have food trucks, and we were going to have amazing you know, ways, again, for you to sign up, for you to get connected. We were going to have Meet Your Elders where you can meet the elders that we just presented to you last week. And uh, we're not doing that because no one wants to go to a food truck outside today. And uh, that's a second parking lot that's not clear. And just lots of reasons. Food trucks were like, no one's coming. We're not coming out. And we're like, yeah, that's probably good. So, um, so here's what we're going to do. Like Emily said, you have a card. And this wasn't really the plan right now, but let's just do it while we're here. You have a card uh, that has some life groups on it. All the life groups. Here's a really cool thing. If you don't see a life group on there that you think is very important, there's this time we have before this day where we put those out where for at least two months we say, hey, if you're passionate about something and want to host a life group, then we'd love for you to do that. And so we've done that. And this is just, you know, the staff and myself are not the church. The people leading these life groups are the church. So this is what the church has decided we're going to offer. And if you feel like we should offer something else, I agree. You should. And I will equip and empower you like I'm supposed to do as a pastor to do that work of the ministry. And so there's life groups, sign up. Some of the life groups are huge, as a matter of fact. And we need multiple life group leaders for different demographics of people. And so we would love, love, love um, for you to get plugged in in that way. So there's life groups. You can sign up for those. If you are not technologically um, inclined, do it on paper and hand it in. Or if you just want to, because it's right in front of you. That's me. I would do it on the paper. Do it at the coffee bar today. Hand it in. Someone will input it for you digitally and get you all in there where they can connect with you. Um, they'll walk you through at the coffee bar today, a way to get an app. In that app, it will host all of your 
life groups, um, opportunities to serve in that expression. I should have told you in Love God that when we're trying to host this blind date for people to encounter him, could you imagine like they've never met him before or they met him or they thought they met him. They met representatives of him that have left a really bad taste in their mouth from him. And so we want them to meet him again for the very first time. And so um, if you're going on a blind date and you put the address in your phone and then you find out that that address, no offense if this was your first date, but that address takes you to Crystal's, right? And you get to Crystal's and if it was a good Crystal's, it'd be perfect, but this is not a good Crystal's because no one's at the counter, right? And they don't want to take your order and the food's cold and all those things. Just you get the picture, you're probably going to have a hard time seeing the person beautiful that's sitting across from you because of the atmosphere in which you're meeting them in. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that. <laughs> what do y'all think about it over here? Awesome. So, so we have experience teams, XP teams. And so these experience teams are everything that from the time you drove up the road today, you encountered. People in the parking lot, people everywhere, okay? The people that are putting this stuff on the screen, the people who are turning the lights on, the people who made it not 57 degrees, the people who do everything for us to come into a place and encounter him. Those are our experience teams, okay? And so that is on your paper as well. And like I told you last week briefly, we do this twice a year. So this is six months. Every team is blank after six months. We're not going to come and drag your skeleton out of the sound booth 50 years from now because you got lost in there and no one ever told you you could come out. Okay? So six months, that's it. We, do, we, we, we want to sprint. So we do things that you can sprint with. And so most of these opportunities, you, you, you get to do it once a month. Some of them are twice. I mean, once every other month. I was going to make it less. Twice. No. Once every two months. And so sign up for XP team. Sign up for life groups and uh, Live Truth. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Live Truth in a moment, an opportunity we have for you to grow in truth. And uh, specifically this semester, we mentioned it briefly that we're going to go through um, a book entitled The Ecclesia. It's not just a book study. It's not just a book club. It's not just a, uh, it, it is, uh, we're going to give ourselves to the revelation of becoming the Ecclesia. And uh, we're going to do that on Wednesday nights. And so there's going to be an opportunity for you to sign up to that today. Is that all the opportunities to sign up that I was going to do at the very end, and now I've done it right in the middle of my sermon? Okay. Um, we have reach teams. And that is uh, Pastor Emily Leeds reach teams. And uh, that's a blank slate right now because of our passion to find Priscilla and Aquila's and find out how we can impact our city and the marketplace 
and not just try to make programs or try to make things that we come up with so that we do a bunch of token expressions that no one's passionate about. And so we're not going to continue to try to think up creative ways and empower you. We're going to try to find people who have passion for things in our city. And we're going to equip and empower you, come alongside you, recruit for you. And we're going to try to be effective in you becoming the body of Christ, the ministers, and us becoming your assistants. We're at your disposal to equip and empower you to do the work of the kingdom instead of you being our assistants and doing what we think is exciting and important. We got to flip the paradigm. Remember the paradigm last week? This is not a pastor hears, people do. This is pastor hears, finds people to build and encourages them and equips them. And it's an apostolic vision, not a a pastoral attempt to build a congregation. And so that is our passion. Last week, we told you, my goodness, last week we told you that we came home from an amazing encounter, an amazing conference, took the entire staff um, to a leadership conference, and the speaker at this leadership conference was Ed Silvoso, and he talked about the ecclesia. He talked about the apostolic mandate. He talked about a lot of things I shared with you last week that we um, aren't going to go completely into that, but we came home passionate about as we were when we planted the church, this can happen, Jay. You know, we can plant the church to be a movement. We have vision for our city, and then it can grow, and then we just are taking care of the church. I mean, it just can happen. I'm sure you've already discovered that. There's just all of this um, responsibility that can be endless, and then we can lose vision for our city. And so we came back like wanting to add to and do more. And the Lord really spoke to me and said, I don't even like using that language. I sensed that the Lord was saying to me, leading me, convicting me, not to attempt to add to what we're doing. But to come back and focus on the church like never before for a season so that we can defrag. We talked about that last week. Shake it down, press it together so that he can make it run over. And so we have attempted to come back. We uh, instituted elder overshots. We talked to you about that last week. And so we're trying to go wide. We're trying to provide more care more intentionality to our expression as a church and for care and pastoral care. And at the same time, we believe that will give us more headroom where we can function as the ecclesia in our city. And so we've, we've done that. We shared a lot about that with you last week. Today, we were going to go down to the offices. We were going to show you the progress on being a more efficient and effective staff and what is available to you. And we've got posted hours and we're just really trying to make sure we're effective and we can um, do it more efficiently so that we have headroom to dream so that we can function as the ecclesia. 
And so today I just want to briefly, I mean, it's going to have to be briefly. It wasn't briefly. My notes aren't brief. <clears throat> and so, um, but, oh well. Mark 16 Verse 15 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. The one who has believed and has been baptized will be saved, but the one who has not believed will be condemned. We see in verse 16 when it says the one, the one who believes. And so it says to go in all the world, preach to all creation, but it says the one who believes. So we see this kind of context of this reaching one. And so it's like, you know, it, it's like an evangelistic mandate to go after the one. Leave the 99, get the one. Get souls, get people, change lives. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's a mandate. It is vital. It is important. And, but I believe that what we're missing is, is it's a twofold mandate. From God. We talk about the great commission in Matthew 28. And Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Make disciples of all the nations. And so there is a mandate, there is a call for us to go after individuals and to disciple individuals and to care for individuals, but there's also an overarching mandate for the church of God, the ecclesia, to disciple nations. In Revelation 21 and 22, you'll see in there that whole nations are saved. We'll see that whole nations are saved and nations are discipled. And so there's this corporate call to the church to reach and disciple the nations. We do that through the systems that make up the nations. Educational, educational, political. They make up the marketplace. And so we have to get the body of Christ out of functioning primarily inside of a building call and calling it the church into a mobile force that has no parameters and no definition by any context other than uh, a God that's not limited by time or space. So that we can disciple the nations. In Acts 1.8, he said, you will... Um, have received power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will become my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. If you look at that in a map, there's this broadening scope. Last week, we talked about putting elders in place, and we looked at the context for that and the foundation for that. It was because there were needs inside the body of Christ, inside the church, and the apostles said, we must find elders to do this so that we don't come off of our mandate. And because Paul was smart and had godly revelation to put elders in place, he could continue the apostolic mandate to the nations. 
And so he follows this mandate in Acts 5, 28. You'll see that Jerusalem was filled with his teaching. We've talked about filled in several different contexts. How do you know something's full? Jerusalem was filled. Check the box. Jerusalem was filled. Acts 19 and 10. All who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord. Asia Minor was filled. He's doing it. And the church is being cared for. Because of the strategy, because of the, the, the process and the, and the things they've put into place. And you go on in Romans, you, say that you see that he's going for the nations. He says, where I am, there's no more assignment for me here. Another area completely filled. And he's going to Rome, he's going to the nation. Our assignment in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they will not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. And then we see in Acts 26, uh, verse 17, it says, he's sending you. The very end of 17 says, sending you. Verse 18 says, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. And so we go to open their eyes. They've been blinded, and we go to open their eyes so they can see the glory of the kingdom of God. Oh. Another day. Another day. Luis said you had time. Okay, real quick. Real quick, real quick, real quick. This is just going to be an overview. You're going to, we're going to dive into this more in the Ecclesia. And, but I just want to tell you, in Luke, uh, chapters 1 through 9 is a hostile spiritual climate. A hostile, woo. A hostile spiritual climate. Look at uh, Luke 9:41. Jesus answered and said, "This is how hostile the climate is. <laughs> this is Jesus. You unbelieving and perverse, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and put up with you?" That's some frustration with the climate. Sounds like some of y'all this week, probably in your house. Anybody look at your kid this week? You unbelieving and perverse generation. How long must I be stuck in this home with you? I need to go back to work. I want to work. <laughs> this is Luke 9. It's kind of a culmination of just a, a hostile climate, spiritual climate. And Luke 10 21, we see he rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for doing so was well pleasing in your sight. 
we see like a favorable spiritual climate in Luke 11 through 24. I mean, so much so in Luke chapter 16, it says that everyone is forcing their way into the kingdom. People are forcing their way into the kingdom because the spiritual climate has changed. From Luke 1 through 9 till Luke 11 through 24, what's the difference? Luke chapter 10. Let's look in verse 1. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. And he was saying to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, plead with the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go, behold, I'm sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money belt, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. And whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. And so I just want to two-punch real quick. We have to be the ecclesia. We have to realize that it's not just individuals, but it is, an, it, it is nations and the nations of the world. And so it is, it is a huge corporate call and mandate and the key to it is changing the spiritual climate in every environment that the ecclesia is in. The ecclesia, I can't say that yet because I'm going to show you a video in a minute. I don't want to steal it. But look here. Whatever house you enter, say peace be to this house. Real quick, bless them. People of God have to be people of blessing, not cursing. We bless people everywhere we go. You're going to bless the people at your workplace. You're going to bless the people at your school. You're going to bless the people that made a different decision about church today. You're going to bless people and not curse people. And it'll change the spiritual climate. Verse 7 says, stay in that house eating and drinking what they provide. We're going to fellowship with them. Bless them, fellowship with them. Split them up, 35 teams of two, send them every place. Before I try to come there, and I'm the son of God, if anybody can bring breakthrough, it's me. But before I come there, I need you to bless some people there. I need you to fellowship with some people there. You're going to prepare a way for me through blessing the people through fellowshipping with the people. Verse 9 says, and heal those in it who are sick. Minister to their felt needs. Bless them, fellowship with them, provide for them, meet their needs. This is before Jesus comes. He said, I want you to do this before I come with the message of repentance. I want you to minister to felt needs and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Proclaim the kingdom. Bless them. Fellowship with them. Minister to felt needs and proclaim the kingdom. And it changes the spiritual climate. That's how we're going to function as the ecclesia in every sphere of influence that we are in, that we're in part of. I, I, 
I want to tell you this quote real quick. The light that shines the furthest shines the brightest at the base. The light that shines the farthest, furthest, farthest, shines the brightest at the base. That's why we felt led. Let's make sure the base is shining. And I say this, let's make sure your house is shining. Let's make sure your marriage is shining. Let's make sure your home is functioning. Hey, before you start blessing the people at work, why don't you bless your spouse? Why don't you bless your children? Fellowship with them, genuine fellowship with them. That's a big difference. Kononia with your family. Minister to their felt needs. Know what they need. Minister to their needs. And proclaim the kingdom over your house. The kingdom of God has come near to us. It's available to us. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never... And this is a Greek double negative. So it emphatically is saying, no, never, no, never. I used to be the double negative police with my kids, and Nehemiah has continued to carry it. He's really good at it. He'll help you. If you struggle with it, he'll help you. I would, I would, you want onions on your hot dog? Um, what do they say? I don't want none? Dude, they get a hot dog completely covered in onions. Dad, I told you I didn't want none. I know. I didn't give you none. I gave you a lot. Oh, you didn't want any. I'm so sorry. I just thought you didn't want none. So uh, I didn't want to give you none. So we broke that. Some onion hot dogs will break that. Never, no, never walk in darkness. In the Aramaic for walk there uh, is they will never be driven, pushed by the darkness. Those embrace him. Matthew 5, 14, your lives light up the world. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't you hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them and then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. Then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. I was going to show a video of Ed Silvoso giving an invitation, kind of an overview of the ecclesia. We're going to... Hold off on that for sake of time. Um, So just come. So I can tell you briefly, the crux of the video is Jesus did not come to reaffirm the temple or the synagogue. 
He could have used some type of religious term to say what he was establishing, but he didn't. He used a secular term. Ecclesia is assembly, and it really, if you want to see what it really captures, it's the Roman government, how that if two people came together, does that sound familiar? And they were under the authority of the Roman government. They were citizens of the Roman government. They literally could enact the authority of the Roman government wherever they were. That was the ecclesia. It was way more mobile. It was way more mobile. It could go in a lot more places. It didn't demand people to come to it. It went to them. That was the... Uh, Ed says he co-opted their tracks, the tracks of the ecclesia. And that's what we're supposed to function as. It's a totally different model than most of us have migrated to. I'm holding still and it's still just going crazy. Anyway. So we're going to dive into that. We're going to start the first Wednesday of February, and it will go through the last Wednesday of May, and it's going to be very light. We're going to do one chapter a week, but I just very rarely do this. We don't make videos and say, we believe it's the best day ever, but we don't tell everybody every week, this Sunday is going to be the best Sunday ever. You don't want to miss it. Like, you know, we don't want a lot of pretense and hype. And we don't try to manipulate or guilt you or con you. I'm just saying, will you please consider giving yourself to this study of the Ecclesia? I feel it's very, very important for this body, for your family, for your home, for this city, for this nation, and the nations of the world. I, think, I, I believe God has given it to us and imparted it to us at the exact moment yes. that we can launch into, yes. reaffirm our roots, reaffirm the intention of us, our existence yeah. as a body yeah. to be the ecclesia. I'm going to ask you this morning, again, I don't know all of the ways. I know if you're at home, there should be ways, right, that they can sign up for everything I've mentioned at home. There should be links right there, life groups, XP teams, reach teams. There's not reach teams to sign up for. There's a conversation that you can sign up to have with Emily about how we're going to partner with you to impact lives in our city. Should be all those things that you can do there. Do them. That's awesome. Plug in. And let's do it. Let's do it. We have for you this morning, just as a response, can everybody stand with me as we go? <clears throat> I'm super excited right now because I was a little overwhelmed with today and then I was much more overwhelmed when it was... 15 minutes till I'm supposed to be done and where I was. I'm super excited that we're only 15 minutes past when we normally leave. I, I mean, I feel like I just hit a grand slam, dude. <laughs> I don't know what I said. I don't know if it made any sense, but we, I, I'm done. Right? It's good. 
that's awesome. I don't feel horrible about it, you know. Yeah, you know, I don't feel terrible. Can <clears throat> I just want you to respond today? This is so cool. I love our staff. I love how they get behind vision and they get behind passion. And so um, Jennifer actually brought this. We were talking about what we were going to do. And she's like, it'd be amazing if we had this that we could give everybody. And I was like, that would be amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Order those. And so um, right here, I'll take We had a candlelight service around Christmas. I understand. I understand this is small, but so was the widow's mind. I mean, God is not like, it's right here. You can make a covenant with the Lord. You can request something from the Lord about this, symbolizing what you want in your home that far exceeds any some of this existence of this little thing, right? This is just representative. We're just going to do one per family right now, I guess. Might be enough. I don't know. Anyway, one per family. There's other families that aren't here today that we're going to save it for you. We'll leave the light on for you. But one per family. Can we just, as a family, accept the call just reaffirm our covenant with the Lord like we want to be a light that shines brightest at the base that extends the furthest that accomplishes your intention you have something to say you sure alright we want to do that we want to be that think about these things blessing fellowship meeting needs I think about the five love languages when I say meeting needs love tanks meeting needs and proclaiming can we just as families today come get a light and I know eventually this light will burn out and maybe you go get another battery or maybe you just leave it the way it is still symbolic. You want to say something? I know you want to say something. Come on. I will. It's like I don't hear the Lord or something. Chris, help a brother out. I just want to, I want to give you a practical way to turn the light on in your house. Wait just a minute. We can't have joking and funny and mic issues right now. This is the moment. This is the sale moment. This is the moment that is the climax of all the manipulation right Stop now. It. Just kidding. Give one more shot at religion. Just one more. I want to um, just give you a couple practical ways on how you can keep the light on in your house, how you can turn the light on, so to speak. I want to challenge you, and we're going to keep challenging you. We're going to keep bringing this around. Because I, I hear the question of, well, we, we are believers. What do you mean, you know, turn the, the light on, have the light on in the base of our home? What does that mean? I want to just challenge you to read the word in your house. 
And he read it. There's several passages today. Romans 12, I read it. He read it about opening the minds. How do we open the minds? How do, how do we train this to think like he thinks? With the word. And listen, I'm, I'm not so naive to believe that all of us practice that. So much of the word we have heard others teach and we have no idea what it says for ourselves. Read the word. Read it at the dinner table. Read it at bedtime. Read the word. Read it aloud. If you have children, read it aloud. Just start as a family. Consecrate and carve out some time. Eight o'clock every night, we're going to meet in the living room. Every time, every night before dinner, we're going to read the word. We're going to eat a chapter before you eat. We're going to feed your spirit before we feed your body. Okay? If you want to eat dinner, come and read to hear the word. That's the deal I'll make with you as a mom and dad. I mean, seriously, read the word and get worship on in your house. We're living in a day where you can get worship on your phone, on your TV. I mean, you can get it. Instead of having noise and nonsense playing, maybe just say from six to seven, we're going to have worship on in the house while I'm cooking dinner. They can be building puzzles while you do it. They can be running around acting crazy, but just have it on in the house. Keep the flame lit. Just a practical way, read the word and get some worship on. It will change how you do life. Amen. I just want to say that there, there's even been prophetic words as this church for years before Redemption Life merged with Power Church of God that this would be a city set on a hill. And, you know, I just looking at that. I don't want us to frame that in some type of um, deluded institutional mindset that would diminish the power of it. Like this building is not going to be a lighthouse. This ministry is not going to be a lighthouse. This is going to be the sum of bright lights and families that come and join at this place. <laughs> Period. It's not going to be something that functions without you or something that is and because we're great and there's a special anointing. It's going to be a sum of that's what's going to make this a city set on a hill. It's going to be a bunch of cities, a bunch of lights that shine bright that come together we're going to continue to encourage one another, equip one another, release one another, empower one another to be those lights and accomplish purposes of the kingdom and the ecclesia. As you come up and get a light for your family, everyone, we love you. We bless you. If you have any needs that we need to meet, let us know. We've tried to reach out. I'll make a store run. I love it. I love to get out and risk fate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll be out. Uh, let us know. We love you guys so much. Thanks for coming. If you're at home, stay warm. We pray the snow melts and you can get out. If you need anything, let us know. We love y'all. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Redemption Life Church.